Welcome to The Link, a podcast of the Beaver Creek Chamber of Commerce located in Beaver Creek, Ohio. I'm Wendy Rogers, President and CEO. <laughs> and I'm Chris McClure, Vice President. I'm laughing at Wendy because her brain is tired <laughs> today, folks. <laughs> She's been looking at numbers and spreadsheets too long. But hey, we are so glad that you're with us today. I am Wendy's Vice President, her driver, her medical assistant. I don't know what else. I know you got to come up with something else, Chris. Come I've on. I've got to. I just need to start making a list of all the items. Uh, I think you should. I'll help you with that. <laughs> anyway, everyone, during each episode, we talk about our local businesses, community events, chamber happenings, and anything else fun and unscripted that we can think of. And Chris, that's going to be a lot today. It is going to be a lot. Oh, I just had an idea. I'm just your Swiss Army knife. Oh. <gasps> My mind went a lot of different. That is really ways. weird. Don't <laughs> when Wendy when Wendy has this look on her face, I get really nervous. People, <laughs> I like it. You're just like the jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a utility player on the baseball field. There hey, we're go. gonna talk about some baseball day. We are not really, but kind of the Savannah bananas. We're gonna talk about those Savannah bananas. Yeah. Dude, I never knew about the Savannah Bananas. Oh, I have a feeling everybody's going to start knowing about the Savannah Bananas. I'm I'm intrigued. Their, their world tour is coming up next year. I actually am in the lottery now to get tickets, which that's part of the story we're going to talk about today because it's crazy how big and popular they are now. It is. Like I, well, let's see. The first time I heard about them was last week when we went to see the Dayton Dragons mm -hmm. and find out what was going on there and having all kinds mm -hmm. of big fun because I got to push the home run horn horn and made the smoke come out of the dragon's noses and their lights turn red, their eyes turn red. Yep. That was pretty fun. Wendy got to push buttons with permission. That's right. And they let me do it multiple times, which was super cool. <laughs> People were around the stadium probably going, why is the horn going at the stadium right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, folks, we are going to have a little chat today about um, a really good book that is great for any business, but it's called Fans First by Jesse Cole, who is the owner and founder of the Savannah Bananas minor league baseball team in Savannah, Georgia. And Wendy, I sent you a podcast episode that he had done a while back, actually, and you said, Chris, you probably shouldn't have sent that to me. I did, because I listened to it. Yeah, I know you don't always think I do, but I did. I actually took notes, and I came up with, like, five new ideas, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so excited, Chris. We're going to talk about this, which we haven't had a chance to do today yet. Correct, because but you've been having fun with numbers. You're like the Count today on Sesame Street. Count Chocula. That's not Sesame Street. What, there's the count on Sesame Street. He doesn't, he's not Count Chocula. Well, they're kind of the same. They're count. How does he do it? One, 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 ringy, one, ringy, one, ringy, ding, 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 I like it. Yeah, so it's budget season, folks. I know for many of you, it's probably budget season looking at this last quarter of the year, preparing for the next year, and Wendy and spreadsheets and numbers are not her friend. I hate it. It is the worst thing ever. We appreciate and it's accountants. it's thing I don't love doing but because I don't like to see, I like seeing money come in, not go out. <laughs> and that's not possible. We appreciate our accountant friends because neither one of us are, we weren't fans Wait, of the, the spreadsheet. Our poor accountant had to sit with me from, he was here at 9 a.m., like actually 8.50 <laughs> because that's when I rolled in thinking I was going to beat him here and he was waiting because that's what accountants do. That's right there. Always early. <laughs> 
and then he brought in his laptop and a second screen just to hook up so I could see everything <laughs> from his house. He, he was, brought all of that he, here. He was thinking and, he was doing math with a kindergartner. He was expecting to be here from 9 to 11. <laughs> he left at 2.30. <laughs> I might have to pay him more. I'm not sure. <laughs> I fed him lunch, though. <laughs> you fed him. You fed him through. His day was not what he expected. So. Oh, I love you, Stephen, at UAI Tax and Accounting Services. Yeah. Stephen There's earned, a shout out for Stephen. Stephen earned it today. He's he's not only a friend, he's one of our annual sponsors, and he he's does our bookkeeping for us. And uh, He puts up with me during budget time. He puts up with Wendy season. during budget time. Yeah. So anyway, that's the part that of the business side that we're not like passionate about or maybe skilled or gifted in like some people are and we appreciate you guys that are but today we just want to kind of talk about these five e's that uh the author of this book five uh for fans first something is banging is that that's you and your necklace quit doing that she's banging her necklace against the spit guard spit screen the spit screen yeah yeah don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the story, the backstory, just a little bit, you can, you can look up the Savannah bananas on your own. They're all over Instagram, TikTok, you know, social media. They're like this phenomenon now, but they, their story was the owners, Jesse, and I believe his wife is Emily. They were sitting in a minor league baseball game with like a hundred fans in the stadium going, we love baseball and this is boring. So how can and what's we, the number one rule? Can't be boring. That's right. So I think Jesse and you would get along. I it think would so actually too. be I really dangerous to have you two in the room together. I know we might be like, oh my god, we could do this. Oh my god, we could do that. Let's do it. Come on, let's go. You can't bring too many of you people into the room together. Yeah. So, but anyway, so they decided they were they were going to uh, take over this old historic stadium in Savannah, Georgia, and there had been many many teams that had come through Savannah over the years. I mean, Babe Ruth played in Savannah, I believe, is what he said. So some very famous people came through, but. They could never keep a team. Like they kept cycling through. Like, are you going to fall asleep on me? <laughs> like, Winnie is so tired from numbers that she's like snoozing over here. Um, and so they wanted to do something different, and they knew they couldn't just keep doing the same old thing. Yeah. So much of what I read in this book are our conversations. I feel like I have with Wendy. Like, we can't just do that. It just because like can't be boring. Or right. and you we talk about this. New. We don't want to just keep doing what's always been done just for the sake of doing it. Right. So. They end up taking over this, and they tried to sell this new vision to the community, and nobody was excited about it. They had a meeting trying to launch this club, and they sold two season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a it was not a stellar start. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, they but they got the community involved, and even the name Bananas for the team was something that they involved the community to vote on and help determine the name and mascots and all these things. So they got the community involved slowly but surely. They got that momentum. So they, they, I think they started in 2015 or 2016. Fast forward to today, they have like a 10,000-plus waiting list for every game to get into their games. And you can't just get tickets. Like, you have to get into a lottery. And so now they're doing this tour. So next year they're coming to Columbus. They're going to be in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. They're going to be in Indianapolis, Indiana. They're going to be at some minor league and major league baseball stadiums. You have to get in a lottery so I'm in the lottery now for next Memorial Day to even have a chance to buy tickets. So if my name or number isn't pulled, I don't get a chance to buy tickets even. So they have grown that exponentially big and famous. And they're kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball now because they, they have a pitcher that throws on stilts. They have uh, a team, like all their team does choreography and dancing. 
they have umpires that are dancing during the game. They Chris, can we create a dance? <laughs> 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 Tell my list of things to talk oh, about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably I'm going to regret introducing you to this whole thing. But anyway, it's a fascinating story, and I could go on and on with all the things they do. But they they really are great. They're fun to watch. I remember my my boys showing me videos of them years ago, and I thought I thought it was just like like the first base coach does break dancing, mm-hmm. like does funny dances and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is just like a one-off thing. No, this is the, they they look at their baseball games as a show, not a game. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. It is truly an experience. And so they have these five E's that are what they call the fan first way. And the first one is eliminate friction. So they want anything that causes the fan experience to have any kind of hiccups. They want it to go away. So that, so for instance, for instance, food prices or, or, you know, once you pay to get in, then you have all these food expenses, right? They, they did away with that. Like your ticket gives you unlimited food and drink. I want to go there. Exactly. And their whole point is they said, you know, a lot of people will be afraid thinking, well, you're going to lose a ton of money. And he mm-hmm. said, <clears throat> the, reality, the reality is he's like, how many hamburgers can one person truly eat? He said, even if there's some that overindulge, there's a lot that won't eat anything. Or there's, most people would be reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, we don't make rules against the exceptions that might abuse it. We make rules that's a benefit to the average fan. And so any friction point that they make. So he was telling a story at a previous club that he was like a general manager of. They would give out Chick-fil-A, uh, like free Chick-fil-A meals. That was part of their ticket package. But they had to pick up Chick-fil-A like, you know, it was a coupon for on the way or whatever. But then this family pulls up comes to the gate and they had a rule in the stadium that they couldn't bring outside food in. So they were but selling they tickets. Had, they had Chick-fil-A vouchers, but they couldn't, they couldn't bring, bring the Chick-fil-A in. into the stadium. Well, and no so one, this family did not think that through. Well, correct. And he got rid of that policy because he said this family had to sit on the hot concrete eating their Chick-fil-A and they got up and looked and they actually didn't come to the game because they were so upset about not being able to bring, you know, you gave us free vouchers, but then you didn't let us in. And so he said that day we eliminated that. But that was another club he was at. But those types of things he saw that were friction points that he said, I want to eliminate that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be a, a hindrance. Um, so anything that can basically be a hindrance point for your customers, your clients. And, and he, he doesn't use customers and clients. He says fans because when people that are your customers are so sold out on what you do and how you treat people, they become your fans. Hmm. I like that. Beaver Creek Chamber Fan Club. <laughs> so anyway, so there's there's that. And um, so that's just an example. The second rule that they have is entertain always. This is the one I know you like. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything. That, I mean, they're, they're obviously in the sports industry, entertainment industry. But he said, you can apply this to any business. You know, you don't have to just be in the sports business, the entertainment business officially. He's like, there's a way to entertain people by what you do. He even used the example, I think, of like imagine a a, a plumber who shows up in like a Super Mario uh, costume, you know, Luigi or Mario. They were plumbers, by the way, Wendy. I Did got you know it, but that? I'm like. It's fun. It's entertaining. He's just saying like doing that. things that are different, you know. Sure. Um, and, you know, just any little thing that, you know, you can, you can add some creativity to your business. Even if you're a commoditized industry, how can you provide some entertainment for people? Is commoditized a word? It is. Doesn't sound right. 
Well, it commoditized. Yes. I'm going to look that up. So a product can be commoditized. So like insurance is a commodity. Right. But once it became like something that was all over the place, it became commoditized. She's literally looking it up on her phone, people. Hmm. You're worried about that right now on the show? I, I'm listening to it. I am <laughs> hanging on every word. No, you're not. You're Chris. about to fall asleep over there. Come on. So anyway, entertain always. This is the never, you can't be boring, never be boring kind of a rule that Wendy loves to operate by. So this is where we try to find ways to engage. What are you finding? Is it, is it a word? I wish I had the Jeopardy oh. music right now. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, well, there's all kinds of different do, versions, do, do, obviously. Do, 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 do. Commoditize would be one of them. Let's move on from that. You're really, okay. you're really distracted from this one word. <laughs> <laughs> My brain has been so tired with numbers that I'm just fixating on anything that's like I can just grab onto and be like, I'm just going to concentrate just on that one thing. Instead of like you're not 12 fe- million You're not feeling earlier. very entertaining right now, are you? Uh, so an example of entertain always is our golf scramble. Yes. Wendy always thinks of ways to make it fun. I do. I try. Because it can't be boring. It can't. And I try to bring different elements to it and stuff. I mean, we think long and hard about it. And well, it's the... F- I'm going to start to take this. This is a new thing. We're not going to have a membership. We're going to have a fan club. I've just decided. <laughs> but it's all about the fan experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the first time this year, which was super cool and goes on to some of his blessing and different things Chris might talk about, is we had a, a member close their entire office down for our golf outing and they all came and golfed. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that just goes to show how much they appreciate it and they love the experience. So... And somebody does that, you got to bring it. Couldn't be that they didn't want to work. Absolutely not. They were all there <laughs> golfing, having a great time. They were. They really were. They 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 rotate, and this year they couldn't agree upon who was going to get to do what, so they decided to shut down the offices and just mm-hmm. let everybody play. And mm-hmm. it was a great day for their for their uh, staff. But no, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, like so the Savannah Bananas. So from the time you pull into their parking lot, they have parking penguins, people dressed up as penguins, and giving out popsicles in the parking lot. Like, that's their parking helpers, guiding people to their parking spots. They come into the gates. There's a pregame parade with a 30-piece mm-hmm. marching band that starts off the, you know, before the game is even, like, this is an hour before the game starts, right? Like, or, or earlier, the, the players are involved. They're, the Jesse, he wears this yellow tuxedo and a yellow top hat, and he's like the ringler. He's kind of like P.T. Barnum now, mm-hmm. right? He's like, mm-hmm. he's like the greatest show on earth now kind of thing going on. And... They make this big fan experience, you know, an hour and a half before the game ever starts, which is what most people think of as the event, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they make the there's an event before the event that you don't want to miss now because they've thought about entertaining always, mm-hmm. even in their ticket sales. They they after you buy a ticket, you get funny, you know, ticket stubs with like poems, scratch and sniff. They did scratch and sniff. They tried, they've tried a variety of things. Now that everything's digital, it's a little different. But one of their uh, interns, I believe, or one of their new employees thought that they had an idea like, what if we, what if we followed up calls and thank people by rapping to them? (laughs) And so he was like, you're on it. By the end of the day, you need to make a call and and rap this out. And so this kid had to do this, right? 
So their whole thing was from every little thing they did, how can we be entertained? How can we entertain our fans? Because it's a way to engage. And they wouldn't do any of this if they didn't care about the fan experience. Right. And he goes back to, and I am really tired, so Chris, you will help me with this, but he equates some of this into the podcast I listen to about going back to Walt Disney. Walt mm-hmm. Disney was actually somebody that he modeled a lot of these things after. Mm-hmm. And that's what Walt Disney was. He was all about the experience and always growing it and changing it. Because Walt Disney said to some effect, it's cheaper to keep the fans Mm -hmm. than to try to regain them. Right. So it'll take you, you know, 10 years to get them back. So always keep moving forward. Always keep that experience going. Keep that change happening because you want that experience to be amazing so that the fans stay and come. Because once they go... It's going to cost you a lot of money to get, to get them back, back and take a long time. And, and that's one of the things I think I've learned over the last several years and really study marketing much more. You know, it's a lot of people don't really evaluate the cost of acquiring a customer. And then that's why retention is so important, because mm-hmm. when you really think about your marketing dollars and your efforts, your time and energy, you spend a lot. And if you have somebody, you want to make sure that they stick. You want to make sure that they keep coming back because they have a great experience with you. But if you don't pay attention to these details, you don't keep plussing, as he calls it, and that was from Walt Disney, was how can we take this good thing and make it better, even if it's just one little incremental thing at a time because over time it becomes massively better. And in in one episode of his podcast, he was reading what their script was for their pregame and a full experience one night back in 2016 versus like 2022, 2021, 2022. And he's like laughing at the original one because it was so like bare bones compared Mm -hmm. to what they do today. But he said, we started there Mm -hmm. and we just kept adding layers to it and kept getting ideas. And they started involving more and more of their fans. They got feedback from their fans. I mean, they got a guy I was was reading in the book today. There's a guy, they got a picture of the book. He's called the banana beard guy. He has this massive beard, and he shapes it into a banana. It comes to the games, <laughs> and he's known as Banana Beard. They have a seven-year-old kid who they gave a jersey and with the, the number one half on the back of it, and he became one of the coaches on the bench. before. Mm-hmm. He, and it, his family, I think, had to move out of the area, but he was like literally on the bench <laughs> for, for a long time uh, as a seven-year-old. I mean, they include these kids, and they include all the fans and everything, so they, they're entertaining everybody. They have the dancing grandmas called the banana nanas they they had the the dads who are the, the called the man nanas that are the dancing dad bod guys the banana nanas and the man nanas yes hmm, they should so, do a dance off they maybe they should <laughs> there might be some broken hips <laughs> but it's all about entertaining and it's all about engaging right i mean that's how i look at it is you know some of you may be thinking well I, our business is kind of boring to entertain like because we just sell this product or that product or service well but just a little bit of creativity can make something that's very normal a little more exciting. And, you know, it may not be dancing grandmas. Yeah, I don't. Probably yeah. not. Probably not. But they can do things. Like their game now, they, they changed it. Now, what they noticed, they said, no matter how good a game was, they saw people leaving at 9 o'clock. If a game started at 7, people were leaving around 9 o'clock, no matter what. And so they basically ch- they changed their whole model, and now they do banana ball, which is they start they go from the ninth to the first inning, they go backwards in the innings. They uh, if if a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. If um, trying to think if if it's the two hour time limit, they have a one they have a way to tie for a tiebreaker if it's tied. So they're trying to keep the experience very 
much in this window of time so where people really are wanting to stay. Mm-hmm. So they're just being fans first. They're thinking about what's the best experience for our fans. And so his whole challenge throughout the book is what can you do to take that idea and, and make it a fans first experience for your business? Number three here for them is to experiment constantly. And this is why they have mm-hmm. all these ideas. Mm-hmm. He actually said, this is crazy. I thought I'm just trying to think of just the number of ideas they've implemented. He said they have to. There's a they they have a team rule where they have to implement and try four new things every game. Now they probably have like sixty some home games. Yeah, that's crazy. So four new ideas, and that could be at the ticket window, that could be at the concession stand, that could be on the field, that could be at the gate, wherever. But they, he said, everybody has to. You know, the team has to implement four new ideas every game and try something. And basically, they punish. They don't punish anybody for a, a, an idea that went wrong. It's all about, hey, that didn't work. You know, if it didn't mm-hmm. work, he said one time, they thought it'd be funny to put horse heads on kids and have them do a horse race on the field during, between innings. That'd be bad. It, it, it that did not work. Bad. Well, kids couldn't see. Right, they're and they couldn't into, hear. Yeah. Well, they didn't run into each other. They just nope. ran and dressed. Three, three different three. directions. <laughs> he said one kid went to the second base, one kid ran to the outfield, one kid almost ran to the dugout or something. Like they were trying, he was like in his banana yellow suit trying to corral these kids from getting injured or running away. And, and he said it was a disaster, but he said the crowd thought it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I was so stressed because it was a failed experiment. But even in the failure, it was funny. And they're like, well, we're not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. But it was just this idea, right? And so, you know, they, they, they have, uh, players introduce themselves sometimes instead of the walk-up music and and, a, and the PA announcer introducing them they give themselves they give the players the mic to introduce themselves or they roll out a, a carpet like yellow carpet out so that they go up to the batting box you know uh, like it's a red carpet so they just tried all these different things which is where the scratch and sniff mm-hmm. tickets came into yeah. play and everything else so his whole thing was try things don't be afraid you know just try things and I think a lot of people were afraid of looking silly or dumb or something flopping. And so we do nothing. And that's the worst thing. I mean, absolutely. I mean, no matter what the idea is, you know, he, and he talked about too, that he comes up and has a notebook by, you know, that he carries with him and he comes mm-hmm. up with 10 ideas a day, mm-hmm. 10. That's and he, crazy. And he makes himself do that. Yes. Every day he comes up with 10 new ideas and they've been at this for a little while. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of different ideas. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is in business, you know, Hey, think outside the box. Think about something that you think might work and just give it a go. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you fail, okay, now you know not to do that. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that if you really try something new out that you've really kind of thought about, it's not going to be as bad as you think, right. even if you do fail. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I don't know if I'm, because I'm tired, really getting that across, but. You know, your fear is not nearly realized. If, no. even if it doesn't go right, your fear right. is not not what it right. Can be. Yeah. You know, I, I think you have to make yourself unique. You kind of have to position yourself at the top, and you've got to continue to cr- try to recreate yourself or your company or or that image, and just keep it keep it fresh and new and exciting. And you know, so I'm sure a lot of people are probably listening. And thinking, well, what can I do if I have a plumbing business, like you said earlier, or it's an IT business? How do you make something like that exciting? Mm -hmm. There's always an experience that you can give, whether it's Mm -hmm. simply customer service. Well, who, you know, maybe in the IT world or wherever, customer service is not that good. Or you could, you know, kind of use the whole thing like we talked about Chick-fil-A, right? It's Mm -hmm. my pleasure. 
Right. That's something that they say all the time. Everybody has to say that. So maybe that's just something simple like that mm-hmm. that you add in, mm-hmm. that it's something that they start to become accustomed to. It's different. It's refreshing. People will be like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it can be that simple. So one of the interviews that he did on the podcast <clears throat> that was interesting is the owner of the uh, Magic Castle Hotel in Los Angeles, and they have a red phone at the pool that's the mm-hmm. popcorn emergency or the popcorn popsicle, popsicle emergency hotline. So they just pick up the red phone out there. The front desk knows it's from the pool, and they're like, "Can you bring out some popsicles?" And they bring out popsicles. Like, see, I love that. They don't. He said that they're the reason they're a boutique hotel. They don't have, you know, it's not a chain. They don't have an elevator even, he said, in the building. It's an old building. He said there's so many things that is unattractive about it, but they do the popsicles. They also have an ice cream machine uh, in the lobby from like 2.30 in the afternoon to like 9.30 at night. And if there's kids around when they come out, he said there's always vanilla. And then every two days they re- they cycle in a new flavor. And so if kids are around, they'll give them a chance to pick the flavor to be that for the next two days mm-hmm. off of a list of like nine other flavors. So the kids get to engage. And so if, if they hear something funny, he told the story, he said, you know, they were at the pool, they heard a kid talking about something they did uh, was about Spider-Man. The staff got a Spider-Man poster and hung it up in the hotel room for the family before they went back up from the pool. Like just little touches, like you said, like, you know, one of the things he said is that, you know, we've moved from a service-based economy where people are expecting good service to an experience-based economy mm-hmm. where ser- good service is now the the baseline. And honestly, now we know that in many places, good service is hard to find. So if you're doing good service, kudos to you, but that's what people expect. Mm-hmm. But an experience, doing something unique that makes people have that wow factor, mm-hmm. that makes you stand out. That makes you remarkable. Um, in fact, we talked about talk, uh, discussing the book by Seth Godin called Purple Cow, and we haven't. We did. We didn't really talk about that. We haven't. No, we haven't yet. But we will someday. But Chris, that, that brings all those memories <clears throat> back that I forgot about. Now I have to go put them in my phone. <laughs> Dang it! But Seth Godin's point was, you know, what a purple cow is remarkable. A brown cow is normal. Everybody expects a brown cow. Nobody expects a purple cow. So it becomes remarkable, and that's kind of what that what Jesse Cole and these other people that he's been interviewing are talking about. Number four in his five E's is to engage deeply. This is about connecting. It's about connecting with your customers, your clients. Um, they talk about, you know, really working hard to learn about their fans. And they shared the story that um, there was a military family. And I think I remember seeing this video a while back, but I didn't realize it was them at the time when I saw it. But they basically lined up the family kind of one way on the field down by home plate away from the one dugout and the dad had just gotten home from the military. Oh, it's going to make me cry. I know. And and so he sneaks in behind them and he's there at the, the game for them and all that. But they, they, they just paid attention to the families. They paid attention to what's going on with their fans. Um, they said that there's a, there was somebody that had been coming to, to Savannah games long before the bananas even existed and always sat in a certain area of the stadium. And as he got older, he couldn't climb the stairs anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they kept adjusting his seats so that he could be at the games. And then finally, he really couldn't climb stairs at all. So by the end of the time that he was there, he was like right behind home plate. Like they, <laughs> they took him to the best seat in the house. So he started up in the up in the stands and, and moved his way down throughout 50 years of following Savannah baseball. But they were very attuned to this gentleman, aging, health issues, all these things that, that were preventing him 
and they kept finding ways. Like mm-hmm. even during the pandemic, they were like finding things they could do to drop things off to fans. Like they were just making drop-offs at their doorstop or they have a drink called the the Slippery Banana, I think is one of their ap- alcoholic beverages. Mm. They had a drive through like where you could come. They found a way to put them in mason jars and, and people could drive through and pick them up because it was a fan favorite drink. And then they also started selling merchandise and things because the fans wanted to stay connected to the team. So they found a way to do that. So they were, it was all about the connection. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to lose the connection amidst the pandemic where there was such a disconnection. So I don't know. I think that's something you and I've talked a lot about is how, you know, how important it is just relationships. You know, I mean, you can do a lot of things for people, but build those relationships. Right. That that's definitely the key. And, and to keep things, to keep things fresh and try to give people a, a different kind of experience. I mean, I don't know what else to, to add too much to that, but I, it has made me do a lot of thinking. And like I said, I put several notes in my, uh, my phone on things that I want to think about adding in. And, and it's not, I, don't, I mean, like I kind of said earlier, it's not, it's really not that hard. I mean, this is a, a entertainment um, team. That's, this is what they do. They do mm-hmm. the big things. They have the big numbers. They have sure. the big money. Everything's a show for them. It's a, it's a big show. Obviously we don't do that in all, in all of our business, but it's, you can add in a little factor here or there, just something a little special, something a little different, something a little more meaningful to your, to your customers or your fan base. So it's all possible to do. And I just love it. And I can't wait to, to read the book. Chris is just about done with it. And um, he shared the podcast and a few things with me. So now I'm excited to read the book, too, because it's it's totally true. And I love how he related everything back to Walt Disney and how all mm-hmm. that kind of came about, too, because I've really loved reading a lot of his quotes and a little bit of, of his biography and things, too, and and what he did to create that whole Disney experience and how it just kept continuing to go generation mm-hmm. through generation and how his whole vision just, well... Kept morphing. And it did. I mean, it's magical. It's the most magical place on earth. <laughs> I think we talked about that last week I with think Ryan we and did, Alex. But I mean, that's yeah. the thing. There's there's catchphrases. People know what to expect. They know they're going to have an experience. But yet, every time you go, Disney's not the same. Right. Right. They're every year or two, up-leveling. they're always upping something. They're changing it. They're adding mm-hmm. a parade. They're adding a light show. They're adding a new a new restaurant, a new drink, a new mm-hmm. something. So they're their folks, they never lose them. Mm-hmm. They just keep building and building. And, you know, if your kids enjoy it, then they're going to take their kids. And mm-hmm. if their kids, enjoy, you know, it's the whole thing. So, well, and even, the, you know, he was sharing, I think he, I can't remember if it was the book or one of his podcast episodes where he said there was a family from Utah that drove 40 hours across the country to come to a game. They, wow. because they were so excited about what they were like, they had this online connection to fans even before they ever got there. Um, you know, just finding, finding little things, you know, to connect with people on is, is huge for them. And then finally he talks about empowering action and just talking about empowering your team to take action, to not be afraid to take action, to, you know, to try things, to be risky, to be willing. You know, they, I think he said that they set aside at least 1% of their, their budget to just experiment, you mm-hmm. know, to just put, you know, put that into, let's try some idea. If you're, if your idea costs money, we're going to invest in it. So that's telling the team, we want you to dream, but we're also going to back the dream. Right. And, and it could be something that, you know, they adopt and do ongoing, but 
Maybe it's not, but it's at least something they're willing to fund to get to try it because they just never know what'll work. Um, they also talk about empowering the fans, mm-hmm. you know, giving them opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, it's getting their feedback, getting you know the, these fans that have that are now like the dancers. You know, they they're part of the show because they got into it so much that they they thought we should do some things and and include the fans as part of the part of the whole thing. They've empowered those fans to to let loose and have fun and do what they do. So I don't know. It's the, you know, I really encourage you all to check out this book. It, it really is good. It's called fans first by Jesse Cole. Subtitle is change the game, break the rules and create an unforgettable mm-hmm. experience. And, um, get ready folks, because the Savannah bananas are coming to town in Ohio pretty soon. And you're going to start hearing a lot more about them. I believe mm-hmm. that'll be so cool. But definitely check out that book, as Chris said. It is something that I think everybody needs to read. And it's an easy read. I mean, well, Chris is a crazy reader. Let me tell you that first. But he got this book. And how many pages is that book, Chris? 300 and some? Uh, yeah, 330, 350, somewhere. Yeah, there. around 350 pages. And he has like, he got it this weekend. And he had like 12 pages left to read this morning. So. Yeah, I'm like plowing. Th- it's, well, it's a very engaging book. And he's a good mm-hmm. storyteller, too. But And his podcast is called Business Done Differently. And he's mm-hmm. actually, I think that I did like four seasons of it. It's not even... They're not adding episodes to it currently, but it's still worth checking out. They have some great episodes on there. They interview the original marketing director from Chick-fil-A where he talks about all the journey that they went through to build marketing campaigns and build the brand. And so he's just got some great guests as well as some really good insights into into their business and, and the lessons they've learned over the years. So I think it's just very relatable to any of us. Like I said, <clears throat> sometimes we just have to slow down and get your journal out or get your phone out and make a note and just start dreaming a little bit you do you gotta stop collaborate <laughs> and listen I, I don't know that that's what you have to do or you have to stop <laughs> drink your coffee <laughs> get your notebook <laughs> whatever it takes whatever it takes i need to i need to get Wendy some red bull today i think no it thank <clears throat> goodness that it's the day's almost over chris it is you're right and i've budgeted as much as I can for the day. <laughs> I've budgeted as much brain power as there is. You are tapped out, aren't you? I am out. <laughs> you gonna be able to like drive home? You look so sleepy. Oh my god, I don't know what it is, but I you totally think, am. You've been thinking too much today. I know. I know. Thinking Guys, you get you get I'm energized. Gonna have, I'm gonna have grayer hair now. You get energized by the creative process. You don't get energized by the budgeting process. You know what? You you are right. I need to write this down. Because I've been trying to figure out things that recharge me and Bunch rest. Is not one of them? No. It makes me more tired. So I have to know. <laughs> I should stay away from that, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, folks, we just wanted to bring that to you today as a topic to chat about. We didn't have a guest. And I thought, you know what? This would be a really good conversation because I think all of us can really do some thinking about this. And, um, you know, we're always thinking about how can we make the chamber experience that much better. So if you have ideas... We want to empower you by asking you to come talk to us. That's right. So our fan nation out there, (laughs) come on now. Tell us what we need to do. Give us some ideas. We've got some. I got some after listening to that podcast and some Mm -hmm. things we might try to do. But we're always looking for new, creative, fun, innovative ideas. And hey, Chris, maybe we should have our own idea contest or something. Idea contest or hey, maybe we should make a chamber drink or a chamber flag. Or chamber dance. Chamber dance. <gasps> <laughs> no. I love 
like the chamber dance. I know you do. You mentioned that earlier. I'm not doing that. We could do the Macarena or something that like is, that. That's not the chamber dance. We're going to create a chamber dance. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming to me right now. I'm like looking and I'm like, gonna, oh, my God, we're gonna I can reach see out, us doing that. We're going to reach out to our friends over at Pure Studio to choreograph a chamber dance. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, that could happen. I'm sure it could. Oh, boy. See, I, I really get myself into some spots, folks, when I encourage Wendy to check out a podcast or mm-hmm. read a book. Mm-hmm. She really runs with things. <laughs> I do. Now I'm all excited, but now we got to make it happen. Yeah. That's vision, the problem. Vision must I turn have the into vision, reality. but sometimes it's difficult to get Chris to turn it into reality. <laughs> I was just listening to somebody today talk about how Walt had to have Roy Disney to turn his vision into reality, you know, because Walt was visionary. Walt saw it all. Mm-hmm. But Roy was the one who had to figure out how to make it happen. They worked as a team. Okay. I'm not promising to be that. Okay, partner. <laughs> I'm not turning your dreams into <laughs> When he's like, I got a new idea. Go make it happen. My number one fan. (laughs) Oh, that's another thing. He does talk about is take care of your, if you're going to have fans first, you have to take care of your first fans. And he says your team is your first fans. That's right. That's right. You better treat me nice. You're very well taken care of. You better treat me nice, Wendy. That's all I'm saying. O-M-G. All right. So tell us what's coming up, Wendy. We have a few items, I believe, on your sheet over there. We do have a couple things as we are trying to keep this a little bit shorter and different today, all, of course, unscripted. But our chamber happenings coming up, of course, we have our business links coming up here uh, on the third Thursday of this month, which is... October 19th. That's right. And where are we going to be? Courtyard by Marriott. Well, we're going to go see our friend Mary over there. We are. And it's going to be super, super fun. They always are going to do a great job. There'll be some fabulous food that the chef will throw out there for us. Maybe even a signature drink, but there'll be a cash bar, of course, and some music and hopefully nice weather to be out on the back patio likewise. But Courtyard by Marriott is a beautiful hotel, and we're so happy that they're going to host us there. So that is on the 19th. But Chris, there is something coming up next week likewise on the second Thursday of the month. Please. Oh, the second. What are you talking about? That'll be this week. The young that's this professionals. Week. That's oh, tomorrow. This week. No, tomorrow's. <laughs> oh, it is tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> mm. What he doesn't know what day it is. I don't. See, I'm still got the budget brain. You do. So tomorrow yes. from four thirty four to six. Yeah, we're gonna have trivia. Trivia at Red Lobster. I know. So come on out, you young people, and join us at Red Lobster for some trivia night. We're gonna have prizes. We are. It's gonna be fun. We are. Who doesn't want to eat seafood and? Win stuff. Win some stuff. <laughs> Wendy will probably, and win stuff. Wendy will find a way to be on the winning team. Always, Chris. I'm a winner. You are. And then coming up after that, we have in November, our first Tuesday of November, is our next Lunch Local, and that'll be at Witch Witch, mm-hmm. which I which which, <laughs> which, which I which? have actually <laughs> never eaten at. Oh, my goodness. It's a first-time experience for you. It's a first-time experience for me, so I'm super <laughs> excited about that. They have good sandwiches. I hear that all the time, so I am happy to go and check that out. And then the third Thursday of November. Oh, you're jumping ahead a month. I am. Our annual awards slash business links at the fabulous Holiday Inn in Fairborn, Dayton. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go over there and see Diana and her gang. And we're going to give out, we're going to have networking. We're going to have, we're going to up the ante on some food. Might cost you a little bit to get into this one, folks, but not much. We're going to have some prizes. We're going to give out some awards. We are. I'm excited to do that. And we're going to even 
not only just give out awards, but we're going to give out some checks. We are. That's going to be fun for some folks. I know. Our Four grant, of them. Four grant winners. Four grant winners this year. We're super excited to be able to announce that and hand out those funds in November, as well as our awards. Do some great stuff about talking about what's coming up in the chamber for 2024 and kind of let you know the things that... Uh, went well for us in 2023. So we're excited about that. So please consider being on the lookout and joining us in November likewise. And there are sponsorship opportunities for the annual awards as well. There are. So we have our signature sponsor already. Our presenting Mm -hmm. sponsor is Rodriguez Financial. Thank you, Rafi, out there. We so appreciate you for that. But we have that, uh, which has obviously been taken. We've got some trophy sponsors. We have six of those available at $500 a piece to sponsor the trophy winners. And then we have our $100 Friends of the Chamber. And our first Friends of the Chamber goes to Purely Sweet Bakery. That's right. And supporting sponsor. And a supporting sponsor. That's right. For $750. Yep. And that, that includes two tickets. Yes. And... Of course. So please consider coming out and joining us for a fun night. It is just 4.30 to 6.30. Again, we try to be respectful of your time and not add anything else to your calendar. And we'll still uphold some of the traditions of our business links. Of course, we'll have open networking. We'll make the presentation to our host. Mm-hmm. And then we'll move forward with the program. And we'll have some fun along the way. We had a great it will time not, last year. It will not be boring. It will not. It can't be boring. It cannot. Not allowed. Not allowed. All right. Wendy. Do you have some words of wisdom for us today? Are you going to wow us and entertain us? I'm probably not at all going to wow anyone. (laughs) But, you know, it kind of goes along with just our topic today and my budget brain. So it's short and sweet, Chris. Are you ready? Is it about numbers? No. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Waiting. All right. Pins and needles. Even though... You're fed up. You gotta keep your head up. Boom, Chris. So even though I'm fed up, I will keep my head up. I will make it happen. I will look at those numbers. I will love them. And I will turn them into something great and powerful. Just like all of you out there will do that in your businesses, following following along the platform of the Savannah Bananas, we're all going to keep our head up. Look at that, people. Now, those were some words <laughs> of wisdom. Uh, do we have any shout-outs for our sponsors? Chris, we always have shout-outs for sponsors. Of course we do, because without them... We can't do half of what we do. And you know, I want to give a shout out to our ribbon cutting sponsor, Metronet, to Franklin University, Phillips Companies, the mall at Fairfield Commons, my amazing budget brain uh, accountant, Stephen Updegraff at UAI Accounting and Tax Service, Clark State College, Wright Pet, Credit Union, Spooner Risk Control Services, PNC Bank, and Montgomery Insurance. Those are the shout outs for today. We thank you so much for being sponsors and part of the chamber because without you, we would not be able to do all that we can. So thank you guys. Absolutely. We need, we need that support. We need that uh, backing and these sponsors are doing amazing things to help us do the things we love to do. They are. We're trying to put some other opportunities together. We'll be getting out some sponsorship. I'm calling it a magazine. It's not really, it's a nice packet that Chris is going to create and do an amazing job for me on. I'm fulfilling your vision. 
And we're going to try to give you, before the end of this year, obviously, here very soon, a complete look at all of the sponsorship opportunities for next year. And that includes event sponsorship, annual sponsorship, and add-ons so that you can take a look at that. And we can even customize your entire sponsorship package just for you. Look at that. That's kind of fans first. It absolutely is fans first. That might be my new motto. (laughs) (laughs) You like to take mottos from people. I do. I'm I'm all about it. You're all about those mottos. All about keeping my head up. (laughs) Love you, Tupac. All right. That is not Tupac. Uh, We will have to debate on that one. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our show. If you found this helpful, interesting, or just plain entertaining, please consider giving us a review for your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, it's like water running off of a beaver's back. Just let it roll.